Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers with your host, Peggy Smedley. Welcome to ConExpo ConAg Radio, brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. I'm your host, Peggy Smedley. Well, this month we're talking about fleets of the future. We're seeing a lot of changes coming in the months ahead, and for one, the ELD, Electronic Logging Device Mandate, is on the horizon, and our guest today will be able to talk all about what you need to know. So we've got a lot to discuss today with that, but also infrastructure is changing. So on the first segment of the show today, we're going to take a look at infrastructure projects that are leveraging technology. and They'll give you a good peek kind of into what you need to know about building these types of projects for the future. Then in segment, I think it's going to be exciting because we're going to be joined again by Alec Warner. I think we've talked to him before, and he's the founder and executive vice president of Pedigree Technologies. And he's going to chat with us about, again, that ELD mandate. And then on segment three, we're going to be joined with Kevin Forrester, who's the co-founder of Dozer. And he's going to talk with us about how fleets of equipment are changing. So I think this conversation will give you a good glimpse into what is coming into the future. And I think if you have fleets, there's a lot of things you want to know with what's going on there. And then that will lead us very nicely, I think, into our final segment of the show today. And on segment four, we're going to go, as always, to the job site of the future. And here we're going to look at how construction materials are changing. And we'll specifically focus on what is coming, I think, in the next five years. And sometimes you say, how can you look into the next five years when everything's changing so quickly? But I think we want to kind of take a really good look at what's happened. So I'm pretty excited. I think we've got a great show for you planned today. So, But let's start. Let's look at the infrastructure in the construction market. I think you can't talk about construction without really looking at our infrastructure. And as I said at the onset, there's a lot changing here. So we wanted to address this on the very first site to get things rolling. And as many of you may have seen, the Association of Equipment Manufacturers, you know, AEM here, released a new report last month that called the U.S. It's called the U.S. Infrastructure Advantage. And I think this report does an amazing job of focusing on steps that lawmakers should take to reclaim the country's infrastructure advantage. And I think it's important that we encourage you to look at this report if you haven't already. And I think it's really important because there's five key steps which I want to talk about right now. And let me share them with you. The first one is focus on networks and systems, okay? Then it says maximize use of smart technology, ensure rural-urban connectivity, expedite project delivery, and provide adequate and reliable resources. Now, contractors, all of you will need to help build all of this infrastructure. And, you know, we say that all the time. That's going to be your role. But it's so important to understand how everything is evolving. So for this podcast today, I thought we'd take a look at just one of these steps because there's no way in the whole show we could look at all of them. But maximizing the use of smart technology on infrastructure construction projects is so important. And we've talked about using technology and infrastructure many times on this show, but now we're seeing one example of emerging, I'd say, of how cities are incorporating technologies on construction projects. And 
The city of Pittsburgh, for example, is taking steps forward to use tech on infrastructure projects. And the PGH Lab is a unique opportunity for startups to test their products in real-world environments under the guidance of the government officials. And what's really cool about this is that the city of Pittsburgh recently selected five local startups to participate in this 2017 program. And so these startups will have access to municipal sites that are ideal testing environments, so to speak, for its technology. And this particular city has a long history with traditional engineering materials such as steel. And now it's quickly becoming this mini, I guess you call it the Silicon Valley on the East Coast. So I like to call it that because the city has many new tech startups and university programs. And it's really blending many of the traditional infrastructure with network systems. And that's what we talked about early on here. And this is what we're seeing really happening here. And one startup involved in this PGH lab provides handheld devices for civil projects. So it requires adequate 3D maps of buildings, pipelines, and infrastructure. And this helps kind of transform the physical environment into 3D data. So we're seeing a lot of innovation come alive here. And it's going to change how construction projects are actually completed in the future. So this is certainly only one example, and there's so many more, but we're also seeing changes in technology that are impacting, as we talk about, infrastructure projects. So, for example, tilt sensors. The technology is based on force balance technology, and it has a high accuracy level. And many of you know this, and I'm not telling you something you don't know, but these sensors, however, are expensive compared to other technologies. And still, the growing demand for construction equipment is fueling the growth of this technology. And factors such as large-scale investments for infrastructure development, a rise in urbanization, and an increase in construction activities are driving the use of this technology, which makes it really cool when you think about it. So today, we talked a lot about some exciting changes in infrastructure. But there is one more type that I thought we still have time for, that uh, infrastructure project that we want to mention that is going to gain momentum, I think, in the months ahead. And I think we couldn't miss without talking about it, which is smart meters. Already there are more than 15 million metering points in managed services in the United States. And I'm not sure how many of you knew that, but in fact, this is a growing trend across the globe. Now think about that, 15 million metering points that are managed services in the United States. So interestingly, many tech companies are developing new partnerships with utilities to deliver kind of this service on a global basis. So on a, as all of you as construction companies, you'll actually be responsible for building these new utility systems across the globe. So it's important for you to kind of understand what will be happening. But this is what you really, I think, need to know about this. Smart meters collect data, and they provide this real-time alerts for the owner. So as you're working with owners. So many tech companies are providing the data, communication, and activation of field work operations. And that's what makes it really exciting because these companies are also often responsible for the AMI operations. 
So service models are truly changing here. And that's really interesting to see all the service models that are changing that were different from what we used to do in the past. So as we think about it, so too are the way these projects will be delivered in the future. Not only are the service models, but the way the projects are going to be delivered. And that's a really important point for us to think about the way things are changing and the way your construction projects are going to be changing. So to kind of wrap things up, and I think it's kind of important to look at this, is we've covered a lot of different points in this first segment today that I think it's important to look at. The bottom line, and I think this is most important, is that we need to modernize, and I think we need to rebuild America's core infrastructure. And I think that's really important if we think about how we have to rebuild America's infrastructure. And I think sometimes we forget about how we have to rebuild these things because we need a system that supports safe and efficient movement of people's goods and services. And I think that's important. And I think what's really important is AEM's policy recommendations provide some good steps. And I think if you look at that, that those five points that we mentioned, you know, the focus on networks and systems, maximize use of smart technology, ensure rural and urban connectivity. You know, if you look at expediting project delivery, right, so many things that are so important when we think about construction, and provide adequate and reliable resources. Those are so very, very important. I think as we see many organizations are also becoming, or beginning, I should say, to take some real steps in this area. And that's so critical in what you're doing in your job. But there's still, I think, what's most important in all of this discussion that we have, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. We've only just begun with this journey that we're on in construction to look at where we need to go. And what still needs to be addressed, you know, here in the months ahead. And I think in construction, there's so much technology to look at and to evaluate because technology is changing so quickly. And I think What's most important, what we do on this show, is we'll continue to cover these topics and interview some amazing guests and big thought leaders in the space. And you're going to see some big changes in what we're going to do in the show to actually give us that opportunity to address these amazing thought leaders and how they see big vision for what's happening in the technology space. So we're going to have an opportunity to really drill into some of these ideas much more deeper than we've been able to do. And I think that's the important part of it, is really get our guests to talk about these things. So we're out of time for this first segment. So I want you to take a, we're going to take a quick break, but I want you to remember that ConExpo, ConAg Radio is going to be back after the commercial break. But while we're taking this break, I want you to go up and visit www.conexpoconag.com to look at all the latest content we've been writing. There's so much content up there that if you haven't gone up there and you haven't signed up for the 365 newsletter, do that because it can be pushed out to you or you can visit the site. But most importantly, if you want to tweet at us, you can tweet at us at ConExpoConAg because that's really important. We want to hear what you want to say or what you want us to send you as well. So remember, ConExpoConAg Radio is brought to you by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. And we're going to be right back after this commercial break with Alex Warner. He's the founder of Pedigree Technologies. We'll be right back.
I have some good news for a change. With the stressful times upon us, having a regular glass of wine has proved in many studies to reduce stress. Want some more stress-relieving tips? VinVillage.com is an exciting new social organization connecting wine lovers around the country with an exclusive local and online wine lifestyle experience. VinVillage members can meet others online and in person, attend wine dinners and tastings, participate in forums, blogs, and wikis, purchase limited and exclusive wines, even create your own wine. You heard me, create your own wine. And best yet, membership is free. So reduce some of the stress and have some fun. Join now and connect with thousands of other like-minded wine lovers. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com. That's www.vinvillage.com. Vinvillage is where wine lovers connect. A podcast or radio show on WS Radio is a great way to create content marketing. Turn prospects into customers into raving fans. Contact Wade at wsradio.com or call 866-WS-RADIO. You've heard me bragging about Progressive Medical Center and how they've helped me feel so much healthier. But one thing, Dr. Agoli, that a lot of people come to you with is just unexplained pain. They just can't get any relief. Why can Progressive Medical Center's Pain Management Center help them? First of all, we have to acknowledge that pain is for real and you've got acute pain and chronic pain. Here's the problem. That acute pain turns to chronic, which is longstanding, and no one's getting to the root cause. There's several key diagnostic components that help us get to the root of what's causing this pain. Is it inflammation? Once we do a thorough evaluation to get the root cause determine if it's structural or if it's a metabolic issue. And this way, we put an individualized program for pain management involving correcting the spine, using certain injections when necessary, and we get our patients out of pain quicker and they stay out of pain because we teach them how to live their life well. Don't let yourself live in pain any longer. Get a hold of Progressive Medical Center today at ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. Progressive Medical, this is your life, live it well. The richness of your life is reflected in the shimmering elegance found at Dioloon Design. One-of-a-kind jewelry and pieces from Cynthia Dillon in silver and gold help to express your unique personality. The flowing designs of her creations will empower the way you move throughout your day. Join us online at diolundesigns.com. Small businesses are the lifeblood of America's economy. Every Thursday, SBA Radio interviews industry professionals and is dedicated to provide small businesses with timely insights and innovations. Visit www.sbaradio.us for details.